Black moms create magic, so that makes me magical. I'm sitting here with my guest, my mother, Fitna. Hi. <laughs> In Germany, I was very much aware of being an immigrant. Raised in the UK, I felt I had a certain claim to Britishness that was invalid in Germany. No mutual identity uh, or shared experiences. Germans make no bones about their prejudices, their biases, their assumptions about gender, class, race, and even language. It's just basically they've got their opinions and basically accept it or not. It's your, your business, but they have very firm ideas about who and what they are and who they think you are. I made a point of where possible telling doctors that I was educated, um, I given them an annotated biography <laughs> so that they would be uh, able to see me as a person, not just as a black person, but as an individual with a name, mm. um, with a history, with a claim to being present. I wanted to make no mistake and no bones about the fact that I, mm. if I had a question, I wanted it answered. And I didn't want it to be alienated from my body or the experience. I knew I annoyed people with my constant questions. Mm. I had a lot more guts because I realized it wasn't about me, it wasn't about my life, it was right. about my child's life. And right. I was like, you know, screw you. If you're not going to see me or answer me, I don't care. I can deal with that. But you need to answer for my health wise mm. because I do not want anything to happen to the baby. And they were like mm. treated like gods in Germany anyway. Mm. But what the doctor said was golden. And quite often what the doctor said, I usually queried because right. if I didn't understand it, I wanted you to explain it so I would understand it. The fact that I I was black and pregnant or African because if I'd been African American I would have had a lot more license because then I would have been the American mm -hmm. as an other and actually that's considered a little bit superior in the mm -hmm. West generally but as an African I'm just like one step closer to dirt mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I kind of reiterate okay you know you might look at this piece of dirt like that but this piece of dirt is educated I went into school quite often to talk about um, experiences about being African mm -hmm. and trying to share being African mm -hmm. to um, the German students because they, they never encountered Africans before. So I wanted right. to be able to put my culture and my continent's culture within context for them. And I remember once your teacher say, said to me, um, yeah, is it true, um, Falfana, that the African women don't feel pain? They just go into the bush and have babies and mm. then they get up and they put a baby on the back and they just start working again back in the field. I was so taken aback when she said that to me and I was shocked because she wasn't joking. That's how... Germans perceive African female body as we were just incredibly strong. We had no feeling, no nerve. So I completely told her that was utter rubbish. We do feel pain. Obviously, we like anybody else we believe. Mm -hmm. When you were born, my water broke and the contractions had started. So I went to the doctor and I said, okay, I think I'm ready to go into the birthing room. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, you're not. I said, like, yes, I am. He was like, no, you're not feeling that. You're not experiencing that. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's an illusion. And I was like, well, listen, I know it's my body. He was so fed up with me. And, um, and I said, like, listen, it's me having a baby right now. Right. I'm telling you how I'm feeling. So you yeah. can't be telling me whatever. He just turned around and said, well, look, I've given birth to so many women. Let me tell you right now, you're not, you're not that far gone. I was like, you're not serious. And he goes, yeah, I am serious. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the doctor. You go back to bed. Went to bed and um, did this. He said, went to sleep. I figured, mm -hmm. okay, you know what? Maybe I'm just being nervous and maybe my nerves are just getting mm -hmm. the best of me. The pain, sure. I mean, I've had excruciating period pains. I can deal with this. Mm -hmm. Went to sleep, woke up. I couldn't sleep anymore. The pain mm -hmm. was just mind-blowing. I went on the floor to try and find the yeah. staff nurse who was on, on the call. Nobody on the floor. All the nurses on, the, on that floor had gone. I roped in the patients who'd had a child the day before or so. She went onto three different floors before she found a nurse. Mm -hmm. They basically, and we were, I, ironically, she was the only German, white German on that floor. Everyone else is a foreigner. By then, I was literally throw up sick, mm -hmm. full of pain. The nurse, when she came in, she was in a bit of a strop, like, oh, you called me in for nothing sort of thing. And then she came and lie down, lie down, lie down. She touched me and realized 
whoa, I dilated by quite a considerable amount. She was mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, quick. And we, she literally ran to the elevator. And then the Heibama, who was the midwife, she checked me again and she said, okay, Farafana, um, you're ready to give birth right now. You're giving birth. <laughs> I was like, what? I was in so much pain. I was disorientated. There was an element of my being quite in tune with my body. I was correct. I had gone into labor proper. Mm-hmm they were convinced that I had lied to them about my health history, that I had done drugs or I was an alcoholic because you were underweight, you were a three pound baby. Mm-hmm. And for them, that means that there was something wrong with the mother. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I've never drunk, never smoked. A 16 year old um, white German girl came in, had a baby. They did not check her or give her half as many tests as I had. The mm-hmm. girl was a smoker, she was a drinker. She had a child and they left her and she just left the hospital within four or five days. They wouldn't let me leave the hospital for almost two weeks after I'd given birth simply because they wanted to do more tests. They were non-plus, but I, I managed to get some of the nurses. They said, you are not a traditional Purimi. You do not act, you act like a normal baby. You're just small. There's nothing wrong with you health-wise. You're robust, mm-hmm. you're fit. Everything is developed, mm-hmm. but the doctors were convinced otherwise. I feel that they were convinced otherwise simply because they assumed that because of um, African babies are whatever. The doctors were completely unsympathetic to the, for the most part about the fact that you were a perfectly healthy baby. The doctor refused to let you come home. It mm-hmm. was just completely no you know there's something here and we need to find it keep testing when there's nothing to be seen we felt very very much ignored and since there was nothing wrong with you then your dad was saying like well let me put it to you this way i'm taking my child and my wife we're done her color defined her to her bones erasing any experiences that may have displayed similarity between the two sides dr cooper recounts The legacy of medical racism affects us all, despite our supported social standing, is a reminder that racism is ever-present in the medical field. My mother's treatment displayed the intersectionality of misogyny and racism within institutions like medicine. For example, the Girl Who Cried Pain article talked how physicians were found to consistently view women's, but not men's, symptoms reports as caused by emotional factors, even in the presence of positive clinical tests. Taken from the NPR podcast, Racism is Literally Bad for Your Health by David Williams. Research finds that pregnant women who report high levels of discrimination give birth to babies who are lower in birth weight. African Americans who are college educated do more poorly in terms of health than whites who are college educated. And these racial differences in the quality and intensity of care persist for African Americans, irrespective of the quality of insurance that they have, irrespective of the educational level that they have, irrespective of their job status, and irrespective of the severity of disease. This perfectly describes the embodiment of discrimination and the health effects of discrimination and of institutional and systematic racism that affect black mothers. In institutions that are assumed to transcend discrimination but are actually seeping with inaccurate assumptions of bodies and are constantly treating symptoms and patients by those inaccuracies. <laughs>